I'm Rob Freed, and welcome to Band Central Radio, where we broadcast the fourth Monday of every month, right here on WPKN 89.5 FM, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Today, I want to talk about acceptance. How can we balance hope for the future with acceptance of the present? You know, during my career trading the financial markets, I had to learn about accepting reality. When we put on a trade, someone takes the other side. And one of us will be wrong and lose money. I learned from my many mistakes to live with the truth. And what I don't know will always be bigger than what I think I know. From my, you know, many mistakes, I learned that dealing with reality takes humility. And I've come to learn that our present conditions, what some people would call our problems, are, are the consequences of these past decisions and actions that we've all taken. You know, yes, there is karma in that sense. Um, it takes time to work ourselves into these conditions, and it takes time to work our way out of these conditions. You know, healing the past takes time and patience. So our aim at Band Central is to help people enjoy the passage of time through music and philanthropy you know, as I said a moment ago, a combination we call philanthropy, which is where the desire to improve the welfare of others and help address problems is combined with a commitment to joy, music, fun, and enjoying the ride. You know, it's like James Taylor, you know, says the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. Joining me for this topical discussion is Juanita James. Juanita is the president and CEO of Fairfield County's Community Foundation. Formerly, she was Pitney Bowes' chief marketing and communications officer. She earned a master's degree in business policy from Company University, Columbia University, and a bachelor's degree from Princeton. She also holds honorary doctorate of law degrees from Mitchell College and Fairfield University and an honorary associate's degree in humane letters from Housatonic Community College. She recently announced her retirement from FCCF on October 1st. So we are glad to have her here to share reflections on her time in local philanthropy. Juanita, welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Oh. I'm so glad to be part of this. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to start right off with where I was. You know, I know you pretty well. Both of us are optimists. We tend to look at the bright side of life. Yet at some level, the first step to dealing with problems that we see around us, including maybe even people we love dealing with trauma or mental health issues, is acceptance, dealing with reality. Can you talk with us about your advice for how you balance your optimistic outlook with acceptance? Well, I love talking about optimism because I think it is the root of how we approach life, how we get joy out of life, and how we make the best of bad situations. And I learned that from my mother. Hmm. It was reinforced by my many experiences. I was one of those that was the first. I was the only uh, child of color in my elementary school. I broke glass ceilings. And part of that is the willingness to fight the good fight, but also to accept the fact that there are going to be many obstacles in the way. And some people will support you and some people will try to hold you back. And from my mother, I learned to focus on the positive and to understand and be able to discern when someone's in your corner and when they're not. 
and also how to really understand people are human and everyone is flawed. I can't expect perfection. Mm. And when people make mistakes, a large part of that is about not only forgiveness, but understanding. Where did the miscommunication come from? Why is there so much resistance? Why do you just look at me and make an assumption about me and my intelligence and my capability based on the color of my skin? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because you have not been exposed to. You have seen things through the lens of either media or you haven't had the opportunity to interact with other people as human beings. So when I find that common connection, when I can get over the immediate, let's say, rejection, hurt, on negativity, and see past that and understand there is some common element here, that's a big part of my acceptance. But the biggest part of my acceptance actually is my faith. I have been deeply grounded in, um, from the time I was a child, in faith and in the power of faith to keep you strong, to heal you. And I still every night say that serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that has helped me throughout my entire life as I've encountered different times of obstacles and things that I can control or can't. So I hear... I hear a lot of gratitude to your mother right? and that a lot of what you're talking about became anchored in you as a very young person. And for that, you're fortunate, right? Yes, absolutely. You know? um, and I'll, I'll tell you, Steve, where it helped me most. I have a son who was born four months prematurely uh, and at a very high risk for everything, um, blindness, retardation, all of the specialists basically said, he's a miracle. It will be a miracle. He has a 10% chance of surviving. He might survive, but he'll probably be blind. He might survive, but he will never be able to function, you know, in a normal environment. Those were all the negatives. And when I say I've had such a support network of people who have helped me understand when I get that negative news, find out, learn more, research who works with these types of children? What organizations help, um, you know, babies that have been born prematurely? How do I connect with them? And now that I'm, he's 32 years old now, living independently, working for John Hancock. He's a miracle child and a miracle adult. But what that has inspired me to do is really work with others that, that have some of the same challenges. He became the poster child in the NICU. For other parents um, who had premature babies, because they could see his progression and, and the nurses and doctors were all like using him as their poster child. But part of that acceptance was for me not to expect him to develop at the same rate or to follow the same patterns mm -hmm. that we read about yeah. in terms of, you know, the, you know, what to expect when you're expecting all of these childhood books. None of them applied. I had to throw them all out the window. And the fundamental understanding was knowing that he would progress at his own pace, that I was not in control, but that my responsibility 
was to make sure that he was offered every opportunity to realize his potential and to give him every support, whether it was physical therapy or speech therapy or to give him to find out where the support systems were and provide that. And I've used that in every other aspect of my life. Knowing you as I do and having watched you as a leader, it seems like just like the way you described what happened with your mother was a launchboard for your outlook. What happened with your son became a launchboard for, you know, how you approach helping others in philanthropy. And, And it has really, and I also learned everything happens for a reason. And at the moment and time that that trauma is happening, you don't know what the reason is. But you're, but, but, you, pres- but you're showing the pause and the wisdom to reflect. So I want you to reflect for a minute. I want to be the first person to ask you this question. Okay. Um, you know, you're, you're in a sense, you're about to, you're ending a chapter as a very public person in philanthropy here in Fairfield County and in Connecticut. If you were to give me your three minute memoir, and I'm thinking of the listeners, you know, we're right here in Bridgeport. People are driving down 95. They're on a lunch break. They're walking their dog. They're having some lunch at their computer. They're listening to Band Central Radio. Rob Freed here with Juanita James. What are the biggest learnings of your time in local philanthropy? If you were just to distill it down to a couple of minutes. Um, the first is it is absolutely incredible how much need there is in a place like Fairfield County, where we have so much, not only wealth, but education, we have so many um, resources. Mm-hmm. And yet, we still have a, a segment of our population, and it's not a small segment, that are really struggling and beginning to understand both the physical, financial, mental struggles they have and what that means when you are trying to raise a family and you're just running up against obstacles. So that's the first thing. It is surprising to know how much need there is right here in our own backyard. But the second thing I learned is there is such a community of well-intended people who care, who pull together, who look for solutions. Um, And it is, I am so proud to be not only a citizen of Stamford and Fairfield County, but of the state of Connecticut, because there's an extraordinary community spirit of people who have the will and the wherewithal and the desire to do more, to do better, to to make this a better place and a community for all of us. So those are the two, you know, it's like that tightrope, that tension. We are a place of extremes. But that means we're a microcosm of America and the world. But here, we care enough about each other, and it's small enough, that we actually can do things and see the impact of our work. That's the beauty of it. There is something for everyone. Whether you have 10 minutes or many hours, there is something that you can do to help. And you just have to find out what it is. 